Greetings, family. Welcome to today's reading, a good night prayer. In Psalm 7120 says, Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. Psalm 7120. It's probably like my precondition before I came into the Lord Jesus Christ, to my Savior. When I asked my Savior to save me, when I asked that I believed in the cross and I receive it, I saw many troubles, many and bitter. But when he restored me, my life again, I became born again. I became paradise seeker. I saw paradise. Everything was green. Everything was blue. All things were wonderful. All was well. God makes you see trouble sometimes as part of your education being carried out. You must go down the depths of the earth, Psalm 63.9. Travel, subterranean passages, and lie buried among the dead, but not for even one moment is the bond of fellowship and oneness between God and you strain to the point of breaking and ultimately from the depths He will restore your life again. Never doubt God. Never say that he has forsaken or forgotten you or think that he is unsympathetic. He will restore your life again, no matter how many twists and turns the road may have. There is always one smooth, straight portion. Even the longest day has a sunset. And the winter snow may stay quiet for some time, but it will finally melt. Be steadfast because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. 1 Corinthians 15:58. Be steadfast in the Lord. He will turn to you again and again and comfort you. And when he does, your heart that has forgotten how to sing will break forth in thankful and jubilant song. Just like the psalmist who sang, My tongue will sing of your righteousness. Hallelujah. In Daniel 12, 12, it says, Blessed is the one who waits. Waiting may seem like an easy thing to do, but it is the discipline that a Christian soldier does not learn without years of training. Marching and drilling are much easier for God's warriors than standing still. There are times of indecision and confusion when, when even the most willing person who eagerly desires to serve the Lord does not know what direction to take. So what should you do when you find yourself in that situation? Should you allow yourself to be overcome with despair? Should you turn back in coward dice or in fear or rush ahead in ignorance? No. You should simply wait, but wait in prayer. Call upon God and plead your case before him. Tell him of your difficulty and remaining, reminding him of his promise to help. Wait in faith. Waiting in faith, express your unwavering confidence in Him and believe that 
Even if he keeps you waiting until midnight, he will come at the right time to fulfill his, his vision for you. Waiting in quiet patience. We never complain about what we believe to be the cause of our problems, as the children of Israel did against Moses, except our situation that we accept our situations exactly as they are, then simply place it the whole heart in the hand of a covenant God. And while removing any self-will, say to him, Lord, not my will, but yours be done in this situation. Luke twenty-two forty-two. I do not, we do not know what to do, and we are in great need. But we will wait until the, your divine flood, Lord, before me or drive back my enemies. I will even, I will wait even if you keep me here many days. For my heart is fixed on you alone, dear Lord. And my spirit will wait for you with full confidence that you will still be my joy and my salvation. For you have been my refuge and strong power against the foes. Psalm 61.3 We wait patiently. We wait. God is never late. Our building plans are in our Father's holding. We only wait His grand divine unfolding. We wait patiently wait. Trust, hopefully trust, that God will adjust our tangled life and from its dark concealings will bring his will and all his bright revealings. We trust, then trust, we hopefully trust, we rest, we rest, we hopefully rest on our Savior's arms. We breathe in his ear, his sacred high ambition, and he will bring in for it and blessed fruition. Then we rest and rest, prayerfully rest. Amen. Amen. In Isaiah 40, verse 9, You, Lord, who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. Toys and gifts and trinkets are easily earned, but the most valuable things carry a heavy price. The highest places of power are always bought with blood, and you can attain those pinnacles if you have enough blood to pay. This is the condition of conquering holy heights everywhere. The story of true heroic is always the story of sacrificed blood. The greatest value and character in life are not blown randomly across our path by wayward winds, for great souls experience great sorrows. Great truths are dearly bought, the common truths, such as we give and take from day to day, come in the common walk of easy life. Amen. Our capacity for knowing God is enlarged when we are brought by Him into circumstances that cause us to exercise our faith. So when difficulties block our path, may we thank God that he is taking time to deal with us and that then may we learn lean heavily on him. That we may lean heavily. Let's go ahead and pray. 
Lord, that we may lean heavily on you. We praise you that you can do all things. Nothing is impossible unto you. Everything we put in your arms, Lord, in your hands, you will take care of. And it will never be a problem again. Lord, we just thank you. We praise place our lives, our hopes, our dreams, our times into your hands, Lord. Praise your name, Lord. You are you are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God. You are our provider. <clears throat> You're Jehovah, our healer, our sanctifier. We praise you, Jesus, for your great honor and glory. Thank you, God, that all things are possible with you. Amen and amen. The Lord says, be still and know that I am God. Is there any note in all the music world as mighty as the grandpa's? The law? The word be still. There's only one way to know God. Be still and know. The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. Habakkuk 2.20 Amen. All loving Father, sometimes we have walked under starless skies that then drip darkness like drenching rain. We despair from the lack of light from the sun, moon, and stars. The gloomy darkness looms above us as if it would last forever. And from dark there spoke no soothing voice to men our broken hearts. We would gladly have welcomed even a wild clap of thunder, if only to break the torturing stillness of that mournfully distressing night. Yet your soft whisper of eternal love spoke more sweetly to our bruised and bleeding souls than any winds that breathe across a wind harp. It was your gentle whisper that spoke to us. When we listened and we heard you, then we looked and saw your face, which was radiant with the light of your love. And when we heard your voice and saw your face, new life returned to us, just as life returns to wither blossoms that drink the summer rain. Amen. All right, I'm reading from Streams in the Desert, randomly, of course. First Kings chapter 8, verse 56. Not one word has failed of all the good promises he gave. Someday we will understand that God has a reason behind every no he gives us through the course of our life. Yet, even in his life, he always makes it up to us. When God's people are worried and concerned that their prayers are not being answered, how often we have seen him working to answer them in a far greater way. Occasionally, we catch a glimpse of this, but the complete revelation of it will not be seen until later. Amen. We just want to imagine that God says, I, Is there anything too hard for me? The Lord says, is there anything too hard for me? We praise God and we trust and lean on him. Thank you, Father. That you are almighty, all, all giant and mighty God. We thank you and we praise the Lord God for our trust in thee, Lord. Thou hast made 
all things for your glory and for your glory. Lord, we just thank you for your glory. And Lord, we just thank you for carrying us in in your arms and fixing us. Fixing us, Lord God. Will you trust in thee and bless your holy name. Praise you, Lord. We thank you. We continually praise you and worship you. For thou art our healer. Thou art our financier. Thou art our God, and we will praise thee. We give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Blessed be the Lord God that gives us all things to life that pertain to godliness. We rejoice always in everything we give thanks, for this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. As 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and verse 18 say through the American Standard Bible. When we talk about walking in love, we usually think about how we behave toward each other. But the one who deserves our love first and foremost is our Heavenly Father. We should treat him above all with courtesy, appreciation, and respect. We shouldn't just do it on Sundays. Either we shouldn't be content to lift our hands and tell the Lord how much we love him and honor him when we're in church, then walk out the door and start griping at each other about how lousy things have been. We all done that at times. We said a hearty amen during the sermon when the preacher talked about how God meets all our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, Philippians 4.21. Then when we get home, we turn to our spouse and say, I don't know why God isn't taking care of us. We have all these bills piling up, and he hasn't done anything to help us. Sometimes I wonder if he even remembers we're here. Do you know what kind of talk that is? It's called murmuring or complaining. And the Bible says God doesn't appreciate it. In fact, 1 Corinthians 10.10 tells us that when the Israelis did it, they were destroyed. That in itself is reason enough to, to avoid an attitude of ingratitude. But the best reason to do this is simply because we desire with all our heart to treat our God with love. One of the primary ways we do that is by rejoicing continually and giving thanks in everything. That means we don't allow ourselves to be depressed and downhearted. We purposely maintain a positive outlook and expectant faith. When something happens, we give thanks to God in the midst of it. We don't thank him for bad things because he isn't the author of them, the devil is, but we can stay gratefully and thank God as we go through them for the strength and how big God is. No matter how bad things are, we always have something to be thankful for to God. If nothing else, we have a life and breath in our bodies. We have the word of God to teach us how to get through any situation and come out in victory. So we can say, Lord... This is a tough place, but I'm thankful to you that I don't have to stay in it. I can stand on your word and things will turn around. I'm grateful that you'll never leave me or forsake me. You'll stay with me and see me through. These are the kind of words the Lord appreciates. When we speak them, we are treating him with the love so he richly deserves. Lord, we thank you, Father, for what we're going through. You'll never leave me nor forsake me. 
Amen. In the Amplified Bible, Romans 12, 11 says, Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit, serving the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the Spirit. Most of us start our spiritual walk with a fervent passion for the Lord. We're so grateful to be delivered from hell and headed toward heaven, cleansed from sin and given hope for our future, that we're aglow with love for the one who made it all possible. All we want to do is serve him. But as time passes, the fire within us may begin to dim. We can get busy with our other things and when the promises God has given us and begin to lose our interest in him and the giver. That happens after a while. We've been saved for a few years. We hardly even notice it when it's creeping up. I heard of a minister say, respectively, prophesy about the mighty end times of the army of the Lord. He said, rise up and become one on fire, and you can be part of his army. As I thought about his words, that began to dawn on me. I wasn't as zealous as I used to be. Hallelujah. I acted on a decision to be more fired up by giving the Lord some some more time each day. I began to read some inspiring books the Lord led me to read. I began to watch over my inner fire when it needed to be stroked. I checked with the Lord and find out what to do or what to add to some spiritual fuel and make it burn brighter. We can all do the same and we have to do if you want to be part of God's mighty and army why? Because the group isn't going to be made of believers who are only mildly interested in the things of God. It's not going to be composed of Christians who have left their affections by drawn away from the Lord and have fallen in love with the things of the world instead. Those who step into the supernatural and get in the in this great last day's ministry of science and wonders will be those whose passion for the Lord has consumed their lives and kept them earnestly serving Him. He made up his mind to be among them. How about you? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us boast about the Lord. Hallelujah. How great and mighty he is. Praise his holy name. God can do anything. He says, Fernando, is my arm too short that it cannot help? Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our healer, the Lord, our God, who gives us all things, life and godliness. And the Lord says to us, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, so I sent you. Peace be unto you. And as the Lord has spoken to Moses face to face, as a man speaking unto his friend. Amen. Praise the Lord God in his word. Welcome to today's reading. For December the 16th, we'll be reading Micah chapter 5 to 7. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for this reading. We ask your, your presence. We invite you, Lord, to come into our hearts and our minds, Lord, and that we, you may talk to us through your word, Lord. 
Thank you for your word. Thank you that it carries us. Thank you, Lord God, for this wonderful book of the book of Micah. And thank you for speaking to us through your prophets, Lord. We rejoice and we give you praise and thanksgiving. In Jesus' mighty name, in the name of your Son, Lord. Thank you. Welcome to today's reading again, 365 Daily Devotionals by New Living Testament Writers. It's an amazing book. It's a New Year's Study Bible. Please get yourself one. Now, let's go ahead and uh, read a little bit of Micah. The commentary says, What can we do to please God? Micah 6.8 A a well-known and often memorized verse answers a series of questions put forth by a confused people who had lost their moral and spiritual bearings. Lost their spiritual bearings. And that scripture says 6.8 Okay, let me bring that up to you. It says What can we bring to the Lord? What kind of offering should we give Him? Should we bow before God with offerings of yearling calves? Should we offer Him thousands of rams and tens of thousands of rivers of olive oil? Should we sacrifice our firstborn children to pay for our sins? Sounds a little sarcastic, don't you think? No, verse 8. O people, the Lord has told you what is good. And this is what he requires of of you. To do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Fear the Lord if you're wise, verse 9. His voice calls to everyone in Jerusalem. Amen. The people of Israel wanted to know what they could do to be acceptable to the Lord. In an oppressive and deceitful society, they had lost a sense of what the Lord regards as good. God gave them a concrete answer. He is not seeking mechanical, ritualistic worship. He wants his people to do what is right in relationship with him and in their relationship with each other. As they are motivated by love, their actions will be tempered by justice, mercy, and humility. God's people are not to oppress others, but to do what is just and righteous and honest towards one another. Micah 7, 18 through 20. In Micah, back in Micah 6, 8, summarizes what God had already made known in the past to Israel. Humility, faith, and obedience. Humbleness, faithful, and obey are pleasing to him. God declares his message to Abraham, to Moses at Sinai, through his prophets and through Israel's wise men. Look up Genesis 15, verse 6, Genesis 17, verses 1 and 9, Exodus 20, verse 23, Deuteronomy 6, 1 and 8, 1 through 8, Proverbs Chapter 1, verse 7, and Hosea 6, 6. It pleases God when his people walk humbly in faith before him, as exemplified by Moses, Habakkuk, Daniel, and Israel. 
Real spirituality and, and devotions are manifested in doing good, seeking justice, relieving oppression, defending orphans, and aiding widows. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and read the whole chapter now. Micah 5, 6, and 7 chapters. Here we go. Mobilizing, marshal your troops. Mobilize, marshal your troops. The enemy is laying siege to Jerusalem. They will strike Israel's leader in the face with a rod. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephratah, are only a small village among all the people of Judah. Yet a ruler of Israel will come from you, one whose origins are from the distant past. The people of Israel will be abandoned to their enemies until the woman in labor gives birth. Then at last his fellow countrymen will return from exile to their own land, and he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Again, and he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Then his people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world, and he will be a source of peace. That's got to be our Lord Jesus Christ. What is this? And he will stand to lead his flock with the Lord's strength, and in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Then his people will live there undisturbed, for he will be highly honored around the world, and he will be the source of peace. When the Assyrians invaded our land and break through our defenses, we will appoint seven rulers to watch over us, eight princes to lead us. They will rule Assyria with drawn swords and enter the gates of the land of Nimrod. He will rescue us from the Assyrians when they pour over the borders of invade our land. Then the remnant left in Israel will take their place among the nations. They will be like the dew sent by the Lord or like the rain falling on the grass, which no one can hold back, no one can restrain. The remnant left in Israel will take their place among the nations. They will be like a lion among the animals of the forest, like a strong young lion among flocks, sheep, and goats, pouncing and tearing as they go, with no rescuer in sight. The people of Israel will stand up to their foes, and all their enemies will be wiped out. In that day, says the Lord, I will slaughter your horses and destroy your chariots. I will tear down your walls and demolish your defenses. I will put an end to all witchcraft, and there will be no more fortune tellers. I will destroy all your idols and sacred pillars, so you will never again worship the work of your own hands. I will abolish your idol shrines with their Asherah poles and destroy your pagan cities. I will pour out my vengeance on all the nations that refuse to obey me. Listen to what the Lord is saying. Stand up and state your case against me. Let the mountains and the hills be called to witness your complaints. And now, O mountains, listen to the Lord's complaint. He has a case against his people. He will bring charge against Israel. O my people, what have I done 
to you. What have I done to make you tired of me? Answer me. For I brought you out of Egypt and redeemed you from slavery. I sent Moses and Aaron and Miriam to help you. Don't you remember, my people, how King Balak of Moab tried to have you cursed? And how Balaam, son of Beor, blessed you instead? And remember your journey from Acacia Grove of Gilgag, when I, the Lord, did everything I could to teach you about my faithfulness. What can bring to the, to the Lord? What can we, we bring to the Lord? What kind of offering should we give Him? Should we bow before Him with offerings of yearling calves? Should we offer Him thousands of rams and ten thousand rivers of olive oil? Should we sacrifice our firstborn children to pay for our sins? Greetings, family. Welcome to today's reading, a good night prayer. In Psalm 7120, says, Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. Psalm 7120. It's probably like my precondition before I came into the Lord Jesus Christ, to my Savior. When I asked my Savior to save me, when I asked that I believed in the cross and I receive it, I saw many troubles, many and bitter. But when he restored me, my life again, I became born again. I became paradise seeker. I saw paradise. Everything was green. Everything was blue. All things were wonderful. All was well. God makes you see trouble sometimes as part of your education being carried out. You must go down the depths of the earth, Psalm 63.9. Travel, subterranean passages, and lie buried among the dead, but not for even one moment is the bond of fellowship and oneness between God and you strain to the point of breaking and ultimately from the depths. He will restore your life again. Never doubt God. Never say that He has forsaken or forgotten you or think that He is unsymp- unsympathetic. He will restore your life again, no matter how many twists and turns the road may have. There is always one smooth, straight portion. Even the longest day has a sunset. And the winter snow may stay quiet for some time, but it will finally melt. Be steadfast because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. 1 Corinthians 15:58. Be steadfast in the Lord. He will turn to you again and again and comfort you. And when he does, your heart that has forgotten how to sing will break forth in thankful and jubilant song. Just like the psalmist who sang, My tongue will sing of your righteousness. Hallelujah. In Daniel 12, 12, it says, Blessed is the one who waits. Waiting may seem like an easy thing to do, but it is the discipline that a Christian soldier does not learn without years of training. Marching and drilling are much easier for God's warriors than standing still. 
There are times of indecision and confusion when, when even the most willing person who eagerly desires to serve the Lord does not know what direction to take. So what should you do when you find yourself in that situation? Should you allow yourself to be overcome with despair? Should you turn back in coward dice or in fear or rush ahead in ignorance? No, you should simply wait. But wait in prayer. Call upon God and plead your case before Him. Tell Him of your difficulty and remaining, reminding Him of His promise to help. 